Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Atomic Weight of Cheese with your hosts, Mike Bakovin, Chad Plenbeck, and Stephanie Romanski. I mean, there's, there's no sex oh, in any of the Marvel is a, movies, isn't it? That is a, a very, very, very hot topic on Twitter right now. Is it? I don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm not Marvel, saying I want to see Marvel isn't you know. thirsty enough. I don't Our, all films aren't thirsty, quote, eh. thirsty enough anymore. Because to me, it's like, yeah, one thing the Wizard of Oz needs is more fucking. <laughs> We're off to see the wizard. <laughs> I saw Bill Osco's Alice in Wonderland. I uh, know what's going on. I did too, and it wasn't any good. And then the dancing nurses. Uh, okay, that was very good. <laughs> Wait, they're brother and sister? What? Oh, God. <laughs> the fuck was that? I remember at B-Fest, people losing their mind yeah, when that happened. Yeah, Are we recording, great. by the way? Yes. Okay. Yay, right, this is the lead-in. <laughs> all right, so I will, I will transition at some point. But... Transition. So anyway, transition. it was incest. Yeah, Doc, no, pardon no. me. It's great. <laughs> Never, never, never going to uh, do it again. God. Shoot the juice, Tinder Boots. Well, okay, so what's the argument? That there should be more sex in movies? Yeah, it's just, well, <laughs> you know, like some of the arguments you heard is like they're talking about, you know, when they were kids, the formative films, like the like the sex scene in The Terminator, okay. you know, that kind of thing, you know, and, and just kind of... Blue Moon like, Fever, Basic Instinct. Or, uh, sure, and, you know, and, yeah. And, well, I think because my theory, you know, it's like it's as soon as they tried to give... Uh, Bruce and Natasha a relationship in Age of Ultron, and there was a whole blow up on that feedback. A people didn't like it. B people didn't like the way Natasha was saying, you know, she's got her, she's been got her tubes tied, so she can't have kids anymore. And yeah. there's a big shit stink over that. And I think at that point, <laughs> Marvel and Disney said, "Fine, nothing." nothing. <laughs> well, you know, you know what that might be, and I hate to throw this out there. But it's kind of coming to light that maybe Joss Whedon ain't such a great guy. No. And maybe mm -hmm. they got the wrong guy to make that particular no. pitch. So maybe if someone who was maybe a little bit of a better person makes that pitch, does it a little bit better, well, maybe it works. I you don't know, know. I, I enjoyed the arc where, you know, Cap winds up back with spoilers, winds yeah. up back with Peggy. No, that's great. Game. That's great. But I love it. It's like, if you want that, they really missed the ball because one of my favorite parts of the Captain America comics is like the relationship he had with Sharon Carter. Yeah. And believe me, those two fucked like rabbits <laughs> in the comic, you know. And so it's <laughs> that's just the way it was. Well, and then you run into yeah, and then it runs into all sorts of issues. You yeah. got the you got the impression that in Thor Ragnarok, Hulk had a big round bed. So I imagine that right. was you know, it's like that's... Oh, I think him and the Valkyrie totally banked. Totally. Oh, sure, sure, no. sure. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm. I'm kind of fine with where with where it is. I don't need this, you know. Well, I can go other places for that. I don't know. That's that's my theory. It's like you know they're they're trying to make it. You know, this is also for seven or eight year olds. You know. Yeah, exactly. This, this so, is not adult fair. So, yeah, so calm down. But again, it's oh, it's just another round in the arsenal of of the anti Marvel crowd. Yeah. Okay. And but does it, Deadpool count? Because there's some raunchy shit in that. Yeah. Right. Well, is. that's that's I guess that's the exception that proves the rule. Well, let's you know, see and again, what happens when Marvel finally puts out a Deadpool and, movie. Yeah, exactly. But I said, you know, a lot of their arguments, it's completely legit. But at the end of the day, most of us like, I don't care. I had a good time. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? It's like, I, I oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, and here's the other What's thing. What's happening? Like, uh, it's, uh, Chad's computer just, 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 just the just, fan just, just kicked on kicked real on hard. <laughs> we're back in the cheese bunker, by the way. Oh, okay. And so we're back using the very old machine. And sometimes it gets really crabby. <laughs> <laughs> okay so, it's working. so no but the other bit like is i i do not mourn the death of the erotic thriller you know okay. it's like movies like jade basic instinct 
you know, uh, uh, showgirls. I, I do not mourn those movies. I think dying. they have their place. Sure, I, it's just it's just the way it is. But it's just not everything has to be that. Yeah, you know, and this is just. Well, I mean, and, it, like the, the the base argument is at the end of the day, it's like Hollywood has changed. Yeah, there's been a huge paradigm shift there, there has and been. they just they don't make those kind of movies anymore because the turnaround of the profit just ain't, ain't enough. Yep. Well, the other bit too, it's like I, I've mentioned this on the pod before, but do you remember when the pandemic started? That weird uh, Gaspar No movie, for some reason, uh, got on the Netflix top ten, and no one could figure out why. It's like, well, I know why. There's a hardcore sex scene in it. Well, Kids yeah. are home by themselves, and they found porn on Netflix. It's like that's <clears> a, <throat> it's a tale as old as time, people. Yep. You know, I mean, it, it, it doesn't seem like rocket science to me. Yep. So, <laughs> a, a lot of people, uh, whatever that uh, uh, climax, that well, Gaspar No movie is yeah. going to be as formative as uh, I mean, that sex scene. Right. Well, again, that's that's a thing too. Back then, that was forbidden fruit, and I was like, well, one of the ways you could see it, but now, Jesus Christ, you got the internet. Yeah, exactly. And you can see whatever the hell you want on the internet, so why does it have to be in the movies? I don't know. know. But again, there's a place for it. There really is. And again, I agree, they're sexless, but I don't... It's a comic book soap opera. You know, how 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 raunchy do you want it to get? I don't know. Not very raunchy is the answer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, speaking of banging, welcome to the Atomic Weight of Cheese, where real life is cult cinema, cult cinema is real life. I'm Mike. And Steph. Did you see the Halloween Kill trailer? Yeah, not bad. Uh, Do you feel like you've seen the whole movie? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I watched it in a giant block of other trailers, just like okay. that, Candyman, Sang-Chi, yeah. uh, Eyes of Tammy Faye. It's like I watched, uh, all of a sudden there were like six trailers I wanted to watch, and I watched them all back yeah. to back, so maybe some of them were blurring together. But yeah, it, it was it was fine. I thought I, that Shang-Chi trailer looked pretty good. Yeah, the second one was a lot better yeah. than the first one, because, yeah. man, that first one, made it look small and the second one made it look a little right. grandiose and right. it's like yeah I, and at the end of the day i like marvel i like kung fu i will watch a marvel kung fu yeah, movie but this the second trailer was definitely better well it's like yeah because a lot of the stuff i worry about it a little bit because they've got their magic room now like where they did the mandalorian mm-hmm. where it's all cg i mean it yep. looks pretty good but but there's a difference you, you can, can tell. tell yeah and like that was like one of the biggest problems with me like with marvel's netflix shows is yeah, they, we're going like, to get into Yeah, because the Daredevil show felt really cinematic to me. The rest of it felt like third or fourth cut rate botulized versions of Hercules and Xena. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like, where's all the money going? Exactly. <laughs> so, so that is actually going to be our topic for discussion today is we are going to uh, dive into kind of uh, kind of glance off the top of some of the some of the Disney plus Marvel shows because we're all big Marvel people. We all have followed the movies. We all love our stupid cinematic uh, uh, comic book soap opera for eight-year-olds. It's all good. And so we're following it on to Disney+. And maybe that's a great place to start, Chad, is like the Netflix shows. Let's rehash okay. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and uh, uh, ah, I can Punisher. Tell you. Uh, Punisher and Iron Fist. Don't Iron forget Fist. Iron yeah, Fist. Oh, God. I'll give you, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and kind of give us, give us your glancing impressions on those. Well, well the horn. I guess the, the biggest the biggest impression that I can tell you right now is a half of the second seasons I didn't even bother watching. Yeah. Um, the the <clears throat> and if I could describe the the Netflix Marvel series in two words, it would be wheel spinning. Because mm-hmm. with those, you could watch the first episode, you could watch the last episode, and really you didn't miss anything. Yeah. The the problem the thing some were better that, than others, but yeah. Yeah. The thing that bugged me is that with one exception. 
if Marvel has something, Marvel has like two or three things they do really, really well consistently, and one of them is casting. Yep. And man, did they nail the casting on each and every one of those, except for Iron Fist. <laughs> and, um, you know, the uh, Mike Coulter, who played Luke Cage, that dude deserves to be a movie star. Yeah. But, man, that show wasn't good. Yeah. Um, uh, John Berenthal is the Punisher. Holy crap, what great casting. Yeah, and I... they actually took the Punisher and turned it into something true to life, but also kind of uh, uh, kind of poignant. And man, I like the Punisher. That's the strangest thing, because that's the one I think I got maybe four or five episodes into that. And mm -hmm. I was enjoying it. And I thought, again, Barenthal, Barenthal was, was nailing it. But it's, I don't know. I just sort of drifted off and I just never went back. Yeah. I don't know. It just didn't yeah. seem. And Steph has a thing for Charlie Cox we know about. Yep. And uh, <laughs> uh, I have a thing for Kristen Ritter. For and let's just not mention the guy who played Danny Rand, whose name I've forgotten. <laughs> It's the guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, did you watch any of the Met Mr. Uh, Mr. Sourface? Yeah. Did you watch any of the Netflix Marvel show stuff? Yeah, yeah. I watched uh, Jessica Jones, um, Daredevil. That first uh, season Punisher. of Jessica Jones, I think, might have been the best. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. With yeah. uh, David Tennant as the Purple Man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love Tennant. Oh, That's, yeah. He was the reason I watched it, just because I love him. But um, yeah, I've I've seen most of them. I have not seen Iron Fist or. Man, um, I watched all of I watched caged. I watched all of it, man. And and like the truncated second season, for some reason because I needed something to watch while I was running, I watched it and the second season was definitely better, but oh my god, did they did they first off they they, they kinda hung that actor out to dry, as I understand it. They were like, here's two months, learn kung fu. He's like, Okay and <laughs> and then yeah, it was the first season was just exponentially too long. At one point my favorite bit about the Iron Fist series is they keep hyping up this fight he had with the dragon, and then they don't show it. They didn't show it. They didn't yeah. show it. It and, was so yeah. lame. And then they did the defenders. It was like a little little yeah. laminated lights in the background. That's the dragon. Like, yeah. Oh, God. And then they did the defenders, which yeah. had Sigourney Weaver as the villain, and still somehow managed to not be all that. See, great. that was the the funniest part about the defenders. I thought that was the best part because, like, when you get uh, Prune Face Boy and Luke Cage <laughs> together. They were great. Yeah. It's like great chemistry. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. okay, Power Man, Iron Fist, I can see that flying. Because he can lean into the, the that actor. That, I'm sorry, I forgot his Mike name. Mike Coulter, yeah. Mike Coulter. He could lean into him and they'd probably be all right. Yep. So, but. Yeah. Either way, uh, Netflix said, huh, something ain't working. And Marvel said, huh, something ain't working. And Disney said, huh, something ain't working. And so they all died. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to chapter two in the in the Marvel uh, TV shows starting off with WandaVision and we've all watched WandaVision. Yeah. 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 All right. So let, let's dive into WandaVision and kind of give your glancing blows. What did you think of WandaVision? I guess the one thing that I, I, I appreciated the most about it again, I think out of what, how many, what, eight episodes? Yeah. Something nine. Like nine. Nine. Okay. Out of nine episodes, I would only consider like one episode wheel spinning. Yeah. And, but it was still advancing, but it was like, okay, come on, come on. And um, I think I like the general idea of it. Mm -hmm. There was, um, I, that's like kind of pat explanations of why it was happening. You know, it's like, oh, when they were a kid, they watched old TV shows. Like yeah, that, that was, that that was, was like, a little, they that tried, was a little they rough. tried really hard to pull that off. Yeah. And then also it's like, uh, my God, I'm horrible on names. Who's the guy who played Agatha? Oh, that is uh, uh, Han, Catherine Catherine Han. Han. So she Ooh, almost boy. she almost pulled that line. I think we talked about this before. Yeah. She almost pulled that line off. 
the one where you, you are you the, are the Scarlet Witch. It's yeah. like, oh Jesus. It's a. It, you know what? Th- this is one of the themes I'm going to land on because I always thought Marvel was real good at not having those lines. Yeah. You know, with the exception of I am Iron Man, which turned into a thing. Yeah. At no point does you know the Hulk look and go, "I'm Hulk" or whatever. You know, or or the, any of those terrible lines when they're introducing characters. There's been three of those in these things. Yeah. There's like, "You are the Scarlet Witch," and then at one point, Julia Louis Dreyfus, why is she in this? Why is she in Falcon and Winter Soldier? <laughs> looks at uh, uh, Kurt Russell's kid and says, "We need a U.S. agent." I'm like, "Oh, screw you! <laughs> this it. is the crap you were good at avoiding, Just and now you're leaning into it. it." And Julia Louis Dreyfus taking a national treasure. Like Julia Louis Dreyfus making her say that goddamn line. Oh man, well that that kind of cheese me okay. off. And again, I think like you talked about earlier, it's like it rolls back. I think mostly into casting. Yeah, we like they're these, still great. We at like these people. Yeah, the the plots are middling yeah. at best. In kind of in you know, and parts of it are great. Parts of it is like, and uh, but no, it's like I said, I'm in it for these characters and these actors. Right, because I enjoy them. I have chemistry, and I'll be around as long as that works. Exactly. So, so back to Wandavision real quick. So yeah. you thought it went along at a fairly good clip. I thought so. For, for me, it was like two episodes. What did when when did the um, the talent show happen? Was that episode two or episode three? Three, three I think. That's when it gelled. No, it was two. Was oh, it, it was two? two. Yeah, you're right. Okay, because that first episode when they're like doing the Dick Van Dyke show thing, it's like, okay, this is this is funny, but okay, what the hell is happening? And then the second one, and it's like, because that's when it really clicked, because like Paul Bettany's all drunk, and that yeah, was hysterical. That was that was awesome. And it's like again, it's like okay, I love these people. I'm here, no matter what happens. And um, and then they said yeah, and then it just kind of kept jumping, jumping shows mm-hmm. with each episode until the end, until you figure out that spoilers. Right, she's she is a. Not only a what do they call it, uh, some sort of cosmic event. She's a, yeah, and yeah, she, yeah. So she's a super witch, yeah, or something. And so she, she wait, can harness chaos magic. Chaos, chaos magic. It. There was also a time element in it. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, St- Steph, what did you think of WandaVision, by and large? Well, okay, I'm. I went into it not knowing very much at all about the Scarlet Witch and her character line and mm-hmm. her story, other than what I've seen in the Avengers. So. I had no idea what was happening at first. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, this is interesting. I like the Dick Van Dyke show and, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. So I'm just I'm I'm with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. And then and then the next episode they're in the sixties. And I'm like, yep. what's happening? So it took me about three episodes to really kind of get into the groove of it. Yep. Yep. And then and then I took a little break um about after episode four. Um, to do life things and then i just binged the rest of it in one day uh, not too long ago and that was what i should have done is just watch the whole thing start to finish right. rather than yeah. stopping so it kind of colored my view of it a little bit but i liked it i liked it a lot yeah cool well um for me the things that stood out what were i thought you're right the characters are great i thought the acting was great across the board mm-hmm. I thought everybody really, really brought their A game and like were serious about yeah, it. So everybody weird. sold the hell out of it. Yeah, the weird thing is, I could see that being condensed into into a two hour movie fairly easily. It's something. Yeah, know? that's something else I wanted to talk about too. Because because for me, it's like this episodic stuff. It's like I don't know. And um, again, I think it worked better. It probably would. You could compress it into a movie, and it's just like decompressed storytelling. Yeah. There's a, a comic book writer named Michael, Brian Michael Bendis. Are you yes, familiar I'm with him? familiar with Bendis. Yeah. It's one of these things I kind of enjoyed him until I kind of realized 
you know, we've gone, I don't know how many issues, nothing's happened. Ah. Nothing has happened. Yeah. And it's just this decompressed, and all it is is, like, these quirky little character moments. But basically, the story starts, a bunch of stuff happens, the story ends, nothing's resolved. Yeah. And all it is, and all it does is set something up for the next one. You know, which is basically basic soap opera storytelling. Right. 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 But after a while, that gets old. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, uh, wrap this up. You know, because for, for me personally, it's like that whole Infinity Stone stuff in the movies. It's like, probably should have wrapped that up probably like five movies ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, and moved on. But, you know, I can't complain too much because like I, I had a ball with the whole thing. But, yeah. but yeah, it's like shit or get off the pot on some of this stuff. Yeah. But so. I, yeah, I could see it. It could have been compressed into a movie fairly readily. Um, So I, I come to praise it, not to bury it, but oh my God, is there a part of this that bugs me? And I I think we all know what it is. And so (laughs) we're going to dive into some heavy spoilers. At one point, Evan Peters shows up at the front door. The guy who plays Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men movies. And the natural course of thinking is, wow, not only are they bringing the X-Men into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they are doing some sort of weird thing by which they are going to bring the Fox properties into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or at least posit some sort of world in which that exists where you can have, you know, a Quicksilver. The barriers between realities are breaking down. down. And nope. It's a dick joke. You know what this is? This is nothing but a dick joke. And oh, that made me mad. And well, I'm bitter about it to this day because well, that would have been such a cool, elegant way in order to make that work. And really, it was just kind of a, it was a raspberry sure? at the audience. Or are they are they setting it up for something else? I don't know. We'll, because we'll, those guys, like I said, to, to their credit, they don't leave a lot of dangling threads. Or what you think is a dangling thread turns out to be something completely else. So I don't, I don't know. I, I did a little yeah. bit of reading on it, okay. and I think the showrunner for that show knows he stepped in it okay. and was like, please don't be mad when we reveal who he is. He actually said something along those <laughs> lines, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you had yourself an idea, yeah. and that idea made it further than it should have. And man, I'm an Evan Peters fan, as we're going to get to in recommendations, sure. but God, come on. <laughs> Don't jerk my chain like that. That was grade A chain jerking, and yeah. I did not appreciate it. Well, that uh, too. And, and it kind of put a little bit of a taint on the whole well, thing for me. Yeah, and there's this whole thing, too, with like the fandom and everybody being absolutely sure that Doctor Strange was going to show up at the end. Yeah. And, of course, you know, that didn't happen. Which would have made sense, I suppose. Which would have made sense, but it's one of these things, too, and it's like, well, we don't get to dictate everything, kids. Nope, we don't. <laughs> And we so, don't know everything yet. Yeah, yeah, we don't know everything, so you just kind of got to ride with it, and it's like, okay, let's see where it goes, you know, but again, it gets back to that status quo. The status quo starts, the status quo is the same thing, basically, at the end. Yeah, although yeah. things changed significantly enough, because now Wanda's kind of villain-ish, yeah. almost, at the end of the, that yeah. series. Well, yeah, well, I, I... And Agatha Harkness is, is around, and man, more I, Captain Han in my life, please. And it totally got me on the two visions thing. That was cool. That, that was, was very cool. She conjured the one, and the other one, they rebuilt it like the the white vision yep. from the comics. Yep. Which is, and it's like, holy crap. And then their whole little logic fight. That was so cool. That was the best part of the whole thing, it. as far as I was concerned. I loved that. that... And, uh, but yeah. And, and so, yeah. And so, yeah, it got me. And, uh, and I'm intrigued to see where Monica's going. Yep. And the whole thing. Cause I, I, they're setting up the, I assume, Secret Invasion or the Kree Scroll War or something. I, I think know. they are, but one of the things, uh, 
did you notice that Marvel made that big announcement? What was like a month ago mm -hmm. about all their shows coming up, where they or all their stuff coming up, where they teased Fantastic Four at the end? Do you remember okay. that? Yeah. And one of them is they're not doing Captain Marvel too; they're doing the Marvels. Which okay, I, yeah, I think which, I did hear that. Yeah, which I imagine is going to be Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau is what is she Quasar? Mar yeah, and I think they'll probably bring Miss Marvel. Probably too. bring Miss Marvel into it. Yeah. So it's going to be like all Kamala girl, Khan, Marvel. all girl cosmic superhero team. Yeah. It's like I'm all good for that. Absolutely, that's, that's fine. Bring it. You know, yeah, because because if you like, if you read into it, I think there's a little uh, animosity between Monica and uh, Carol. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Something, something, yeah. something went sideways there. Yeah, because you know the little kid from Captain Marvel is mm -hmm. the same person, mm -hmm. and so I love I love how they always come back from the blips. Yeah, in these shows, that's so great. She's in the hospital and everybody's coming back. I was like, "What?" That was that was one of the things that struck me is she's the first one they showed coming back. So it's like, oh, it's just a reassembling yep. of all the yep. items, and there you yep. go. It's like you're a person now. Okay, and it's five cool. years later. Yeah. Like, oh shit! And the hospital is in chaos. And you know what? I'm glad Marvel is owning. All right, I'm I'm gonna gonna do a hot take and call the blip a bad decision, <laughs> because right. because. Yes, it, it got us to Avengers Assemble and everything else. That's all well and good, but I don't know, man. I the, think there's the fallout, further... but if you we, except yeah, we get into fallout. Falcon and Winter Soldier, if we talk about that a little bit, I like in that that it wasn't as clean as all that. Yeah. You know, because yeah. everybody's back and there's like mm -hmm. all the, those, the blip, the blipters or whatever, they're kind of dispossessed and dislocated yeah yeah and they're like these during refugee camps for them because nobody really knows what to do with them yeah and so they're trying to integrate them back in and of course that's going to breed conflict and that sets up most of the basically the conflict for captain america and the winter soldier yeah exactly so our falcon and the winter soldier which, which we should probably jump to now steph correct me if i'm wrong you have not watched this one I have not, but go ahead and say whatever you need to say. Well, what's okay. was it just not all that interesting to you, or what? No, well, I I just haven't gotten to it yet. That's all. Yeah. I I want to watch it, but it's just not. There's only a certain amount of hours in the day, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> does it does it look like the least appealing to you, or what? It, yeah, it's not it's not high on my priority list. I'll, I'll put it that way. But I want to well, watch I'll, it. I'll tell you this: the first episode. Uh, has one of the best action sequences in all of Marvel. Batrock the Leap Air is back. Yeah. Bat, not only is Batrock back, but they have like a jump to and from different helicopters yeah. fight that is just magnificent. Mm. And it's yeah. like they spent the the terrible thing is some of the rest of the show looks super cheap. Yeah. And and I attribute <laughs> that maybe to COVID, um, because COVID cut that production kind I of in half. I don't think so because to me it's like because because a lot of it wasn't taking place in like outer space or in a sitcom room it was it was live it was it was out in the open it was outside mm -hmm. and i really like that part of yeah. it so yeah so that worked for me and the thing is i the thing that i liked the most about that it had the best most consistent through line it did it was one story yeah. and it was one story from beginning to end and it moved mm -hmm. and there were I, there was a couple twists that i kind of sniffed out including the big one yeah but again i i don't plug your ears steph I don't spoilers. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I think Sharon's a double agent. I don't, I don't know. I they... don't think she's a bad guy. I think she's in deep for Nick. That's what I Nick Fury. I swear to God, that's what I think. Because why would she let her let them kill her? Why did she kill their scientist? That would be the only for the thing, super soldier. That would make sense because it's either, it's one of two things. It's either she's double agent or the writers just didn't know what the hell they were doing with the character right, well, and needed something too. compelling to happen. Yeah, and so made her. 
kind of a bumbling evil person. Yeah, I, no, I think she's a sleeper. I think she, I think she's a double agent in that. That that's, would make we'll more sense. Wait, we'll wait and see, but that's that's my theory. I think she's a double agent, Yeah, and she's working for Fury. That's yeah. what I think. All right, so I'll throw a couple other things out there I really liked about Falcon and Winter Soldier, although if I had to rank them one, two, three, at this point in the game, it would go uh, Loki, WandaVision, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, the But I really did like Falcon and Winter Soldier. A couple of things I liked. Uh, we finally got... Bucky finally got something to do, Yeah, which, which is fantastic. That whole... Uh, he's a really good actor. He is. You're seeing him in other, you've seen him in other stuff. It's like mm-hmm. he's really good. Yeah, that whole uh, battleship date sequence in yeah. in the first or second episode that was just charming as hell, and he was very good in it. And yeah. he's very good all the way across, even though he's kind of the second fiddle in this in yeah. this series, which is fine. Yeah. And he's like, he's like the John C. Riley of second fiddles. I mean, you know, right. he's like he's he does it really well. Yeah. And, well, yeah. His story arc is he basically has his own little book like Steve had, but his yeah. is like going through and he's like making people amends and apologizing yeah. and people yeah. like i'm sorry i murdered your son i murdered your dad yeah because like the one guy was like his kid was like collateral damage during a hit that was and that was because like, that, pretty, was, that rough, kinda, yeah. it's like oh no yeah <laughs> and so. uh uh and man anthony mackie i said it wouldn't call it's like yeah. is it great no is it compelling yeah, yeah. i think that's it <laughs> i think that's it and like about own a buddy a book one was like the wolf's hour Oh, the hell's that? McConnell, the guy who did all those horror books or whatever. Sure. And when he brought it back, he handed it back to me. He goes, this was shit, but it was a page turn. And it's like, <laughs> and you know what? That's okay. Yeah. And it's like, it really was. And, and so. You've just described what I try to do when I write books. Right. Saying, oh, shit. But man, I got through it real <laughs> you gotta fast. got to get the hook in, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay. So I, I liked, I liked the two, the two leads were real good. Yep. And okay, my absolute favorite thing is at the end of the series, in the final episode, Sam gets a Captain America speech. And I got to thinking, like, no one else gets those, no one gets those speeches anymore in these movies. Like, it's too hokey for like 90% of Hollywood. It's like, Brand, or, uh, um, we've had what, three or four Superman movies. He never got a speech right. like that. Uh, Chris Evans never got a speech like that. You never kind of Yeah, more or less, but Winter like. Soldier, he got one, and then he kind of had a mini one in Endgame before they made the jump. Yeah, but, that, but yeah. man, did uh, uh, did Sam just nail, like yeah. he comes out and it's like, yeah, I don't, you know, and, and, and gives a true Captain America speech about complexity and, doing the right thing yeah. and you buy it man because anthony mackie's a good actor and yeah. they set it up really well and it was just yeah. like we get a hokey superhero speech I yes well, I said, love yeah, it. Like, <laughs> comic book continuity junkie i just love seeing you know the the 1950s cap you know the oh, mm-hmm. i can't remember the guy's abe abraham abe oh yeah 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 and yeah, they brought him mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. it i really enjoyed that was that. cool I thought Zemo was, pretty, Zemo was pretty hysterical you've seen the Zemo dancing gift do you not <laughs> steph uh-uh Oh, okay. So at one point, Daniel Brühl, who was Baron Zemo in Captain America: Civil War, he's one of the main characters, one of the main uh, antagonists. He was the villain in uh, uh, Civil War. Yeah. Right. And they, okay. And they yeah. It, and, they, and they bring him back for this because they need him to find the bag. At some point, some yeah. some cockamamie reason. But at one point, they're in a dance club, and he kind of does this little arms up white guy shuffle that has become <laughs> like super gif on the internet. You should look it up. It's pretty <laughs> okay. fantastic. Before we leave it, I want to talk about how awesome Wyatt Russell is. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so uh, again, spoilers. At the end of the first episode, uh, the U.S. Army comes out and says, uh, okay, so the first episode kind of revolves around what Sam is doing with Captain America's shield. He doesn't feel he deserves it, so we're just just going to retire it. There's only one Captain America, and he's not it. That's his view. Right, and he's going to give it to the Smithsonian, which he does. 
and then at the end the u.s army goes nope we're giving it to this guy and they bring out some dude dressed in captain america's clothes i didn't looks, recognize him in the yeah. first step i didn't recognize him and he looks like a giant goober and he's yeah. holding cap shield and everyone in the entire world just suddenly said fuck you no, no! you know and <laughs> so uh you've got you know captain america is back it's like no it's not it's this other dude named yeah. john walker yep. who ends up at one point murdering a dude with captain america's shield and there's blood all over it you know so <laughs> a little on the nose but i get on it. The nose. i got yeah. it i see what you're doing there and and then at the end after everyone hates him so much and he murders a dude with captain america's shield yeah. and all that they redeem they him. redeemed him and they did that really well it's amazing yeah. it, it's like a total heel turn to baby face in a way that was like okay i buy it i still hate you but i yep. buy it you know i just always laugh like watching that guy because i've seen him a couple films now and he's really good yeah white russell then, is kurt russell and goldie Hawn. right yeah. and, and like sometimes you get to that direct certain angle and it's like <laughs> jesus he looks like his dad he, yeah there were moments where it's and just like yeah. two like were, are like his enunciations on some things and it's like ooh, a little snake plissken there yeah. you know and, the great mm-hmm. thing is he is a reasonably attractive man but like Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn are not reasonably attractive people. They are super attractive people. Sure. So it's like two super attractive people had a reasonably attractive son gives us hope for the rest of us, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, but yeah, I, I said, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, but yeah. And, and so that's a, uh, Captain America. It was a lot better than I ever thought it would be. Yes. Let's put it that way. I agree with that. And the most hysterical thing is too, you get that, that thing at the end where you got the old guy in the car that, that blew up. Mm-hmm. The last of the of the super soldiers, mm-hmm. the rogue super soldiers, which was Zemo's right. plan all along, right? But yeah. I was like, I didn't. I was like, who the hell is that old cap? And it's like, no, it was Zemo's butler. Ah, it took me. Yeah. I was like, I had to rewind it and watch it again. It's like, oh, that's who that is. Although that would have been cool. Yeah, I thought maybe a little old cap was still yeah. puttering around somewhere. Yeah, I was like, where did he go? And so, uh, <laughs> cut to cap saying, no, I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Thank By you. the way, if you're talking about dangling threads. I think at some point now that we're gonna we're gonna dive into Loki, this is my translation to Loki, which is all about time travel. Maybe they're actually gonna address at some point why Captain America didn't stop nine eleven. You know, I mean or, or or why Cap just says, Okay, I'm done. Maybe at some point the T V A shows up and says, Yeah, you're done and that would make a little bit more sense than Cap just like, Yeah, I'm gonna say stay here and 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 be with my beautiful wife and that's the end of it it's like it just doesn't seem like in the dude's character no, I, said, no anyway. I see those two going off on adventures but it's one of these things it's like is that his own timeline his own right exactly okay and it's yeah. like how does how does that work and which so brings are you, us, are you breaking your yeah. own rules which brings us to loki all right which is the tom hiddleston vehicle steph what did you think about loki because you're two <laughs> episodes in correct i'm two episodes in yeah 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 well okay. i'm confused and i i expected to just you know adore it and love it and i don't Ooh, yet okay (laughs) okay. because i'm on the fence on it to be honest really yeah Yeah. see see i'm i'm gonna give it a shot yeah yeah i'm totally on board because of the douglas adams vibes that are (laughs) strung off to me it's like boy somebody really likes doctor who because this really feels like doctor who to me it really does and that's I'm not saying that derogatory or anything because I love me some Doctor Who. Yeah, but it's like, yep, somebody in the production staff and this production like likes Doctor Who. Yeah. Well, my thought is that like, okay, you go back to the great casting, Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston. Man, those are two great tastes that taste great together. <laughs> I think. Yeah. You know, I I could watch them banter mm. for a good long time about yeah, stuff. Yeah, I ship it. 
quick quick uh, uh, side note. Owen Wilson had never seen a Marvel movie before he stepped on set, which is totally on brand. I believe it. So he had no. Imagine stepping into that like six movies with Loki in it and a series. I rewatch these sometimes. Like, oh yeah, Robert Redford's in this. Why the hell is Robert Redford in this movie? Yeah, (laughs) which is funny because they uh, the Loki begins with a scene from Avengers Endgame where he grabs the Tesseract and zaps through uh, time or something, and they made great pains to cut around Robert Redford, making me think that maybe they didn't have the rights to use his image in the Loki TV show. That that was my. It's probably a hell of a residual. If, yeah. Yeah. I don't know like, how those percentages work. Well, if but. we don't show Robert Redford, we don't need to shell out seven hundred and fifty thousand right. dollars. Like, oh, let's do that. There you go. You know? So, uh, but okay. The the basic plot of Loki is that, and this is this is one. Oh, good, I'm going to listen really intently. Okay. Is that 2012 Loki? So not the Loki that ends up sacrificing himself for right. his brother and the Asgardian people. The unredeemed Loki, the glorious purpose Loki from the first Avengers. And this is the one who kept stabbing Thor. Yeah, the one who kept stabbing <laughs> Thor. Exactly. He is. He grabs the Tesseract, as seen in Avengers Endgame, and ends up in a place called the TVA or the Time Variance Authority or the Tennessee Valley Authority, one or the other. Um, and <laughs> basically, he is a time criminal. Like right off the variant, yeah, variant, right? Variant, and and uh, uh, Loki quickly learns that the TVA is not messing around, or are they? Because they use Infinity Stones as paperweights, and uh, they they can erase your entire, uh, not just kill you, but erase your entire existence from a set timeline. Sort of a uh, we're unraveling as we go. We're not really sure what this is yet, but we have a general idea. Right, and and given that this is a Loki show, I tend not to trust anything. You know, the thing, so... that, the thing that always bugs me with 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 things like this is like you have the TVA authority. These people are in charge of the what the the, the prime timeline or whatever the hell yeah, they yeah. call it or whatever the sacred timeline. And it's like these guys are more incompetent than Shield. I mean, for God's <laughs> sakes, I'm waiting for one of them to say Hail Hydra, and that's why this is all going to hell. And it's like, and why are they so steampunky? You know, I think that's Kirby. Cool. I think that's Kirby. Hey, yeah. Kirby's influence. It's a big Kirby influence on a lot of this. Yeah, because okay. so. I would think oh. they would be way more futuristically yeah. advanced because they and... still shuffle around papers yeah. and the whole Paper, thing. Can... That well, Miss Minutes cartoon thing, you know. And... Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I was getting from it was like, I'm getting strange flashes... anachronisms. That's yeah. that's my guess. Yeah, I'm getting flashes of wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Go ahead. In the first episode, I kind of got flashes of Brazil. I kind of oh, sure. I kind of got flashes of of Hitchhiker's Guide. You know, it, it, it kind of has a bunch of different influences kind of coalescing into this weird thing that it is. But, like, everything's real beige and, like, you know, fluorescent lights and the whole thing, which which yeah. I, thought, I thought was pretty cool. And then the basic gist of the plot is Loki has been hired to help find somebody, another version of Loki, who is murdering, who all, the, the time. murdering all the Minutemen, which right. I thought was also very funny. Yeah. Anyway, um, mm. I don't know, man. I think the show's clever. I think it's going interesting places. I think Hiddleston is killing it. I love seeing Owen Wilson in a in a Marvel movie. Um, I think this is the pivotal show that's going to set up like all the crazy stuff that's going to happen in the movies in the next little bit because we know we have Spider Man jumping between timelines and going over to Sony. We know uh, um, Ant Man and the Wasp is called Quantum Mania. We right. know that the Multiverse of Madness is the next Doctor Strange movie. We know that, and I think all that crazy time weirdo stuff is going to jump from whatever happens in Loki. That, yeah. That's kind of let's see how bad the the prime timeline gets broken and just yeah. kind of 
or when they put it back together, they don't put it back together quite right. Right. And there's going to be ripples and changes and who knows. Well, well my theory right now is there are no timekeepers. Okay. That, that, that's all a bunch of horse pucky. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I bet you that, I don't know. I don't know. Who the, knows? The yeah. other, the other real uh, cool bit that I, I heard in a couple different places is that the echo of the phrase time works differently here from uh, Ant-Man. They say that a bunch of different times about mm -hmm. the quantum realm. So yeah. the theory is that the TVA is in the quantum realm and that's how all uh -huh. this is going to tie together and all the rest of it. So it's like, this is, this is an overall arching theme in that they're getting real weird with this stuff. Okay. I mean, they're, they're not, they're not like worried if you don't get this. If you don't get this, they're like, well, hang on, I guess. Yeah. You know, <laughs> maybe you can grab onto Tom Hiddleston because you like him and right. make it through the series. Yeah. I don't know. You know? Yeah, I don't know either. But what, yeah, I don't. I so, said, yeah, I'm not completely. Pr prove, me, prove me wrong. What What am I missing that I that you guys don't like about it? Well, it's not that I don't like it. It's just I'm I'm having trouble following it because I did not realize that this this current Loki and this one is the unredeemed one. So I was having trouble uh -huh. reckoning his his okay. behavior with the Loki that did you know sacrifice himself and stuff. So mm -hmm. I didn't realize that. So that's why well, I, I, said, yeah, I got lost immediately. <laughs> yeah, because he's like a variant, and, and Old Wilson shows him everything that, that does happen to him. Yeah, yeah. And you know how he winds up dead, and how he, he basically let his mom get killed. And I think that's kind of uh, put him on the prod a little bit. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, for sure. And so now that I know that, maybe the show will make a little more sense to me. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess what I'm saying right now is like I'm not completely sold. I'm reserving judgment, and I want to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the weird thing about it, and I'm gonna not spoil completely, but uh, episode three, but the the first two episodes were just like jam packed with plot, and episode three is almost like a bottle episode, you know, and it's like because yep. you've seen what happens at the end of episode two, Lady Loki uh, blows up, which got fucking spoiled on Facebook yeah. thanks to Empire Magazine. Oh, I didn't Fuck see that. You. Oh, they showed Lady yeah, there, there was like who's Lady Loki, and it's like great. The show has been out for like yeah, four right. hours. Yeah, you know, you. go eat a bag of dicks. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, it's like they're kind of good. Well, did you see? Did you see that? Uh, Honest to God, critics were spoiling the latest Fast and the Furious movie before it came out. Oh no! On Twitter the other day, <laughs> like I thought that was kind of crazy. Like writing think pieces about the ending of the movie before anyone has had a chance yeah, to see what? it. Yeah, what side tangent? Just a little yeah. bit, but there, somebody, where the hell did I read this? But they were saying that the reason you're seeing more diversity in films has mm -hmm. less to do with like Twitter screaming and more to do with how successful that franchise is. I'd buy that. I'd and buy it's that. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd sure. Yeah. I'd also buy that uh, uh, an overarching theory I heard the other day that uh, Fast and the Furious represents a new genre called white camp or no straight camp. Okay. <laughs> so it's camp for straight people. Which the only, kind of I've only <laughs> the only parts I've seen is that we were in that hotel and we were watching. There's a tank and it's like, what the hell is happening? This is kind of awesome. Yeah. And so I think at some point it's like I want to plow through all of them. Or I want to do like what Red Letter Media did and set up like ten screens and watch them all at once. <laughs> you know, that would be the best. <laughs> I think that we did that with the Transformers. Awesome. Oh yeah, but those movies suck. Yeah, I know. I was like, you know, put this up. I was like, go through the whole Whee! thing. So, anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> all right, and then we we know we have at least three more Marvel TV shows confirmed. So I want to touch on what's coming. Yeah, what's coming? Yeah, what's uh, what, what what if? if yeah, I think is I'm next. looking forward to that because I, I always love what if. That's the the really thing that's fun. cool about what if is they're getting all the original voice actors or they're getting all the original actors to do voices. So Robert Downey Jr. is going to be Iron Man. That's fantastic. You know, Chris Evans is going to be Captain America in the what if. Because actually that's something that I would love to see, like do it animated. So just let them do voiceover work. Yep. 
I would love to see the further adventures of Cap and Peggy, and it are also just the Steve putting all the stones back. Yeah, that'd be what fun. happens there. That'd be fun. So, but so we know we've got What If coming. Mm-hmm. We know we've got um, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel's coming. I think She Hulk's coming. She Hulk's coming. And Hawkeye. Yep, and Hawkeye. So four. Yeah, yep. I know that. They just spoiled uh, some stump person took a picture of Mark Ruffalo on the set <laughs> in his, uh, in his uh, uh, little dot suit mm-hmm. that he uses to, to be the Hulk. And it's like, well, spoil that. I <laughs> guess he doesn't have a job now. No <laughs> cameras on set. So, okay. So let's uh, uh, wrap up by going just kind of overall. Uh, where do you, do, do you like this direction that it's going? Because they're not putting these out on DVD. This is a strict Disney Plus thing. And do you like this kind of bouncing back and forth between TV and the movie storytelling? I'm getting a little wary of, I'm starting to refer to it as the entertainment industrial complex. <laughs> That's good. I like it. And um, holding content hostage. So you have to subscribe if you want to watch something. Mm-hmm. I don't like that at all. I don't either. And it's one of the, if I have to, I would gladly give you money through Amazon to watch it mm-hmm. you know or to own it to yep. own it yeah but i don't yeah this because i think i think that's the future it's like i think home video is is soon to be a thing of the past it's getting that way and it's getting that way and nobody's gonna be making dvds anymore no one's gonna be making blu-rays anymore except those boutique labels and uh, yeah and so a lot of films are going to and again, I think that's a genuine concern. That yeah, what happens when the internet crashes due to climate change or, or something whatever, yeah. or whatever? Or you know, I want to watch uh, a letter to three wives, which is an old sudsy melodrama from mm-hmm. the fifties. It's not streaming anywhere, so you're fooked. Yep. Yeah. And so I don't like that. I don't like that. But you know, um, as again, far as Marvel goes, you know, I think we talked about it at the end in game. It's like I think you know what? I think I'm kind of done with this. You know, this is great. This is a fun ten years. That was a nice little bow. I think I'm done. And then, of course, when this shit starts, <laughs> I'm right there. Yeah. And I, I freely admit I'm enjoying it. So, but again, I like these people. I'm curious to start getting into the new guys. Yeah, me too. And to see how that goes. And I hope they don't tie it all together with like more Infinity Stone bullshit. Because I hear I the, 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 rumor, the rumor that I've heard, like the next big baddie is going to be like unites everybody is going to be Galactus. That's what I'm I all for that. And I'm up for that too. Man, or or fa- Doctor Doom or something. So. Bring on the Fantastic Four. Yeah, because now the rumors like Doctor Doom and the Submariner are going to be in the new Black Panther movie or something. And it's like, really? Yeah, I, I heard that. that. Yeah, or there'd be that. like just the name drop, like they, how they do. Yeah. But no, um, I'd say, you know, they're not terrible by any stretch. Yeah. And I'm having a good time. So. All right. What do you think, Steph? Um. <laughs> I. <laughs> It's okay. I you can say you don't like it. No, it's not. I I do like it. I I just don't know how I feel about it. It feels scattered to me, unless right. there's a particular order you should be watching these in, and you know, in the the way they're coming out. Like maybe Marvel decided that it should be, what was it? Well, I know like Wanda originally Vision, was then Wild yeah. Falcon, and then. Loki, you know, I mean, should I watch it in that order? Should if I yeah. miss oh, Falcon and the Winter yeah. Soldier, is that going to fuck up everything I need to know? I don't know. So far, stuff? I don't think so. So far, because I know, like, but I'll miss out on 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 things like um, <clears throat> callbacks, right? You know, in in a movie, I'll be like, what? I don't understand that line, you know, because it yeah, called back yeah. to a show I didn't catch yet, you know. Or Got something. it. Okay, sure. So it, it it's scattered to me, but I am enjoying the content that they're putting out, but it. Yeah. 
you know, I feel like but, it could be tighter. Yeah, because yeah. I know like Winter Soldier was supposed to be first, but then COVID messed that all up, and so yes, they kind of scrambled did. a little. Oh, bit. I see. So, yeah. But but yeah, so again, I yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. But. Yep. But to me, it's like I know people always ask me who like never seen anything. It's like where should I start? It's like it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Like said, at the, like at a, this point, no. It doesn't no, matter. it doesn't matter. I and, think um, we've officially crossed the threshold where there's too much content for you to begin. Well, at yeah, and and, and, yeah. and again, at the end of the day, it's like it's like a soap opera where you can skip stuff and it's still going to make sense. Mm -hmm. So everything might not make sense, but you're gonna get you'll get the gist of it easy enough. Yeah. So. Ugh. Well, <laughs> I I think it's better than what Netflix did <laughs> so far. <laughs> Yeah, no, like I said, I think it's tighter and it moves better and it, it yeah, the story, like I said, there's no wheel spinning. Yeah. That's that's what I appreciate more than anything. Yeah. And um, there's like a central focus through the whole thing, but there's also these little side adventures because cause to me it's like the one thing that killed Jessica Jones is like target fixation through the whole thing. And it's like, yeah. let her go do something else for a couple episodes. Yep. Right? And then yep. have this be the overarching thing, but yeah. Or a few standalone episodes would be great. Yep. Well, they've got enough characters to where you can pull that off, too. Right. But, you know, the thing that I, I am going to take from them is they they all have their own thing, but they all seem to be pretty earnest. And it's like, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's like, at no point is there one of these shows that's like completely trying to deconstruct what Marvel is or be yeah, well, I don't think anybody's mailing it in. No, I don't think they are either. I think everyone's bringing their A game, man. And, and I think that's cool. So, and if it's working, you know. Man, I don't watch much on Disney Plus to be honest with you, other than these shows and The Mandalorian. So. Yeah, I think I I watched um, like one of the Star Wars <laughs> cartoons I watched. I oh, really... Bad Batch. Or... No, I watched Rebels. Rebels, Rebels. was great. I, I, I highly recommend great. that. If like I said, if I've you're seen like, every Star episode. Wars of Bluey. <laughs> What's Bluey? It's this Australian oh, kids show that Bobby has forced yeah. me to watch. Yeah, yeah. but it's actually yeah, really almost... good. <laughs> And then every once in a while, I'll go back and I'll watch some live action thing from the seventies that I remember from a kid, like yeah. Blackbird's Ghost or or uh, Francis the Francis Field which was amazing. This is great. This show, it's like I remember this as a kid. They don't make actors like Dick Van Patten anymore. Uh, yeah. Tim Conway rules. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, no, I do that once in a while, but it's really rare. It really is. I mean, I I do not have a whole lot of. Yeah, although I did fall down like a YouTube hole. Not too long ago, and I was watching a bunch of old Disney used to have a program called The Wonderful World of Color, and uh, it was just like, and basically it's just like these adventures, like in in foreign lands, basically just to show off, yeah, for your color TV set. Huh. That's the purpose of this show because that's you know, the Wonderful World of Color, you know. And one of them had a very young Kurt Russell in it. You know? Oh, that's and great. It's just, it was it was it was interesting, and you know, and it's kind of adapting these these old stories and stuff and so so yeah cool there you go all right well those that's our quick hits on the uh, on the marvel tv shows we are probably going to be uh, revisiting this issue more than once when uh, when other stuff comes in but we will uh, we will be back after the guitar noise with some recommendations so thanks for listening we'll be right back <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www 
thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. All right, we're back, and we are going to give you a couple of recommendations, which uh, consist of things we've been watching, reading, listening to, paying attention to over the past couple of weeks. And uh, anyone got anything burning a hole in their pocket? I can go. I'll, I'll, All right. I'll... Go ahead, Steph. You go. Okay, because I don't have much. I'll, I'll be quick. <laughs> okay. I haven't been doing anything but rewatching. So, um, <laughs> uh, can I talk about? Uh, have I talked about TikTok? No. No? Okay. A little uh, bit, maybe. The Chinese-run social media TikTok. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was anti-TikTok for the longest time, like the geezer that I am. But, and then I, okay, started, boomer. I started learning stuff on it. and um, See, that sounds cool. I would like to know more about that. Yeah, it, it, it gives me like little lessons in 30-second and 60-second nuggets, which is about all I can handle at a time. And so like if I want a tutorial on procreate which i'm using on my ipad to draw um i get little lessons on how to make a quick little figure or, or cartoon or something like that and then i can practice that over and over again until i can get it down without needing to watch the tutorial um tiktok is just full of that sort of stuff and um it's not just funny stuff although there that's there too and it's hilarious but i learn yeah, my, a lot i'm learning a lot and laugh like idiots yeah, and I made one TikTok video myself, and I, I've gotten 65,000 views on it, I think. Um, so, make more? So, wow. Yeah, I, I'm trying to make more TikToks, but I can't think Monetize of that. Monetize that shit. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had one take off, and I got a whole bunch of subscribers from it, so hopefully that will take off too. But um, but yeah, I, I highly recommend TikTok, and even if you're old like me. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, maybe all I'll right, yeah, just just check out your for you page and follow some people and cool, cool. Cool. snowballs from there. I'll awesome. do it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. All right. Anything else, sir? Well, um that's the other thing is I've transitioned from reading at night before I go to sleep to scrolling TikTok <laughs> until <laughs> I fall asleep. So um so that's that's something. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, until yeah. unless I come across one that's hilarious, and then I bust out laughing, and then I'm awake for another half an hour. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but alone in my room, laughing my ass off. It's that's a interesting hey, feeling. We call that <laughs> yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now the other thing I've been doing is is I'll talk about Procreate a little bit. It's just an app for the iPad only, um, but it's um, it lets you draw. Um, very easily um i recently got an apple pencil and then i heard about procreate so i um i downloaded it it's 9.99 on the apple store for everything there's no in-app purchases or anything like that and you can use different brushes and that sort of thing to create any kind of art you want digital art and it's pretty phenomenal and pretty easy to learn um and most of which i've learned through tiktok so yeah um, nice so yeah, and you're creating art with it. I'm yeah, creating it art really every day with it, which is not something I've been able to do. I've, I'm between furniture projects at the moment, so okay. <laughs> I've, I've taken to doing this just to kind of keep the creative juices flowing, which have been dead for quite no, a long time. That. Yeah, no, I get that. So, so Me I know, too. I know. A while back, we was in a, we were in a meeting at work. It was one of these things I was required to be there, but once I get there, it's like I don't need to be here. This yeah. has absolutely nothing to do with me. So I spent like two hours doodling, <laughs> and it felt like I haven't done that in years. It's like, oh, really good. 
And so, like, the Loch Ness Monster fighting UFOs. And yeah. Bigfoot riding dinosaurs fighting robots. <laughs> it's just like, I just, this, I don't need to be in here. So that was fun. That's great. <laughs> cool. That's awful. Right. So, yeah, this is fun to stretch your brain like that. Yes, it is. I, to- I said, yeah, I totally get that. So, okay. Um, I made it to the theater again. Woohoo! And I caught a double feature of Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. The Devil Made Me Do It. And Quiet Place 2. Okay. Uh, I recommend both. Uh, the Quiet Place franchise, 90% of that is Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, who are or, uh, one of those characters. The Conjuring franchise. Yeah, the Conjuring, yeah. I'm sorry, the Conjuring franchise. And yeah, because they're, they're played the, the Warrens. Right. Who were a bunch of charlatans and kooks. Mm-hmm. But, in real life, but they're, they're good on they're, screen. They're fascinating charlatans and kooks. And again, this is chemistry on screen. You, you cast the right people and they can make this stuff fly. I think again, those all are the, both underrated actors. They're to be very underrated you. actors. Yeah. And like I said they elevate the material a lot because again it's 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 all bullshit you know that but it's intriguing bullshit and I enjoy it and because to me it's like, sadly like I think the best well not sadly but like the best movie in that whole franchise they're not really in it and that's Annabelle comes home because hmm. it's like their kid is at the house and the babysitter's there and then they basically they break into their little museum and all the possessed shit gets out and there's a, awesome. a bunch of weird shit happens like that's actually the be- technically the best film but. It was a lot of fun. And then Quiet Place 2, you get a little bit of a preamble that kind of shows where the how the aliens are, not really how they landed, but the, the giant, whatever, I don't want to spoil too much, you guys have probably haven't seen it yet. But then mm-hmm. it kind of picks up exactly where the last, I mean, exactly where the last one left off. Down to the shotgun cock, right? Right. Yeah. And um, and then it just kind That's of... That's a verb, it, not yeah, a noun. Right. And it just kind <laughs> of goes from there. And you get a lot more growth from the eldest daughter and the eldest son. And um, and it's it, it's it's in. I think Krasinski directed it again. I believe, right? Maybe I think so. I think so but he's not doing the third because there's a third one coming. Right, out. right. And so I understand that it's it's like a middle chapter, right? And it's again to you know the oldest the oldest kid's deaf in her in the hearing aids a weapon, so she's hardly ever wearing it. And so there are all these scenes where it's like where she can't hear, and it's like there's one of them goddamn things coming right by you, like ah, you know. And so, <laughs> and so you, they, it really gets you again. You know, and so yeah, they're both they're both quality sequels to franchises that I love. So cool. So I highly recommend those. And then it's another one. I don't know if I brought this up or not. I think I talked to you about it, but I don't think we recorded it. But there is a great documentary on Hulu right now called Sasquatch. Yes, you did. Okay, and uh, it's on my queue. I have not got. Okay, and the the gist of this story is, it's a, an investigative reporter slash burnout in California um, who went back in the seventies. He worked. At a marijuana grow up up in the up in the <laughs> in, in the forests of Northern California, right? And so it kind of the, the, it's, because it's interesting because it starts out it kind of paints this wonderful pictures of these happy hippies up in the hill, up in the hills growing marijuana, and doing their thing. Uh, combined with it starts off, you know, Bigfoot does Bigfoot exist? Patterson footage this that and everything, and he talked about how you know where they were working the working the their little grow ups, and suddenly something in the forest would start throwing rocks at them. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then the gist, and then the whole gist of the movie is he talks about one night they were in a cabin and one guy busts in and basically says a Bigfoot just killed two guys. Okay. And so now jump ahead 20 years later and this guy has this vague memory about Bigfoot allegedly killing two people. Right. And he starts investigating to see what happened or what really, see if he can find any evidence that this really happened or, and if it did, who, you know, was it what really a Bigfoot? Yeah. And then from there, it just kind of goes to this whole deconstruction of his like 
these really weren't happy hippies up in the hill uh, and bigfoot probably doesn't exist you know it's just this intertwined story that sounds good to get to the to get to the meat of it and the big i which i will not spoil the big revelation of what they think happened and so but no i highly recommend it and again it's not you see that it's not what you think it is at all it's not like a big idiot walking around the woods Sasquatch, knocking on the woods you know that kind of it's not that at all and so, like I said, it's it's basically it's a murder mystery. Huh. It's, a, it's a murder mystery documentary with with a with a with a, with a cryptozoology chaser, and I cannot recommend it enough. All right, so it's so, called the Big Sasquatch. Sasquatch. It's on Hulu. Cool. It's, it is streaming on Hulu right now. It's I think it's like three episodes, two or three episodes. I think. Okay, so it's a series. Mm-hmm. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Good to know. Yep. All right, so I have a show, two podcasts, and a book. So uh, I'll, go, I'll go through it yeah. quick. Um. I am going to add to the chorus of cheers for Mayor of Easttown. Oh, yes. On, uh, did you watch it? I did. Um, go ahead. Keep going. No, it, it, okay. Uh, I'm going to preface this by saying I have an uh, uh, unhealthy amount of love for Kate Winslet. I've always just really thought, thought she was just fearless and, and have enjoyed a lot of her work, and she's really good in this. Did in you my notice impression. her accent kind of changed yeah, halfway through the movie? Kinda, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even dead. It's not like or anything, but it's just like all of a sudden it's like she's talking a little different. It's like, well, there's a fantastic Saturday Night Live skit uh, sending up Mayor of Easttown called Murder Dirter, <laughs> where they just basically, <laughs> where they just basically, uh, oh no, I knew her, no who, this 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 guy's daughter, Dirter, or what, or Dirter, someone murdered my Dirter, <laughs> you know, and they just go off on the accent, which is kind of funny. But uh, the, the basic gist is it's a kind of a dour. Uh, New Eng- New England adjacent. It's like uh, Eastern Pennsylvania. Yeah, Eastern Pennsylvania yeah. crime thriller, uh, with a you know hard nosed detective and a you know with a vape in her mouth and a you know hard ponytail who just has everything in her life completely falling apart all the time to to almost a comical degree. Right. I remember like the second or third episode from the end is just like one of the more depressing things I've seen because <laughs> everybody is just completely falling yeah. apart all yeah. the time. But it that it doesn't makes change. some really boneheaded decisions. Oh, she too, really yeah. does. But they're motivated in, yep. in like really good ways. But it's also just a, a really solid, decent crime thriller. Yep. And I enjoy and we watched it and enjoyed it. it I said good. I enjoyed it really good too. It's one of these that's why I say like if the mystery is so good, the resolution is always disappointment. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that, that was one, the case. And here. that one too, and it's like I don't know, it's like once they figured it out and then it like went on for like another episode and a half yeah, or something. It's like, and uh, it's like, something else is gonna drop. Yeah, and, and it's like uh, but but no, I yeah, the the characters sell it and Yep, I enjoy. I enjoy it. Like, don't get me wrong, just just little bit. It, It's also part of the Gene Smart uh, Renaissance. Oh, she's. I'm watching that other show. She's in Hacks. Hacks. Any good? Yeah, because right. she's great in it. And so she, yeah, she's, she's great fantastic. in Mirror of Easttown too. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we watched Mirror of Easttown, which was good. Um, two podcasts. One of them is uh, probably one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Cocaine and Rhinestones is back. They are mm. doing a giant book length episode. Like every episode is like two hours long, and in this entire season. Tyler Mahan Co., the guy who's running it, is doing nothing but talking about George Jones. So he starts off like all the way back with these are the guys George Jones is playing with. And here's this here's two hours on George Jones' backup band. And if that sounds like a kind of deep dive you're into, man, do it. Because it's basically like like a like a 400 page book and podcast form is what it is. And it's very fun. And the other bit that I ran across, and this is in the top whatever of Apple, so I'm again heaping praise on stuff that has a lot of praise heaped on it, but is Godcast. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to Godcast? No. The, okay, the basic gist is the guy who does the tweet of God uh, has a podcast and he plays God 
and Jonah, Joan of Arc is his sidekick and she's on fire constantly. And uh, <laughs> Jesus is in the control room and Jesus is played by Gilbert Gottfried and they never break character. Like one of the bits that, that cracks me up is uh, they will, they'll have celebrities on. Of course it's comics playing celebrities. And at one point they had Ruth Bader Ginsburg on who keeps saying, Hey, do you know that this is happening? God will stop her and goes, yes, I know I'm God. <laughs> Okay, quit asking if I know. Yes, I know. And, you know, and it just kind of keeps going. They do a prayer of the week where at one point this guy was asking why, why uh, he keeps getting stopped in the airport, even though he's, you know, of, of, uh, uh, of uh, Arabic descent. And God said, well, no, I could fix that. I totally could fix that, but I'm not going to because I'm a psychopath. All right, let's go on to the next. You know, it's, it's really funny. And then the last, uh, last thing I want to recommend is a book that I picked up kind of on a whim because I was in an airport, right? I took a trip to Florida recently, Florida in June, do not recommend, but uh, anyway, um, little muggy. Oh, muggy, uh, cicada, the size of a hummingbird flew into our Airbnb <laughs> and we had to beat it out with a stick. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was kind of, you could see the veins in his wings. It was damn <laughs> harrowing. Anyway, um, I, in the airport, I picked up Seth Rogen's book called yearbook because I had heard that, he approaches it with the similar level of don't give a shit that he approaches everything else. And I can confirm he does not give a shit. He names names and uh, talks about his, you know, meeting with Tom Cruise and how crazy that was or about how, uh, uh, you know, about how weird George Lucas is. It's just a whole bunch of Hollywood stories with people that, you know, from a guy who was in the room when it happened. And, And it's kind of great. The George Lucas story, uh, is about how George Lucas actually believed 2012 was going to happen because he and Spielberg were meeting about maybe rebooting the last uh, the last Starfighter at one point and it never happened. But George Lucas kind of wanders in and Spielberg's there and Lucas is like, yeah, uh, tw- well, you know, I hope you guys get it done before 2012 because the world's going to end in 2012. The whole uh, the whole um, San Andreas Fault is going to split open. And he goes, and he goes, well, it's a good thing uh, Skywalker Ranch is at the top of that. And he goes, that's not a coincidence. That, you know, and, yeah. The video I was watching that Petrov guy, yeah. you know, when he was talking about the shit going on in the universe. Yeah. It was like 2012 was like there was some massive solar eruption that could have killed us all. But didn't. But it didn't happen. And it's like, so the Mayans were off by like a foot and a half. Oh my God. You know, if you think about it, it's like, oh Jesus. <laughs> but the line that sticks with me from that story is where uh, Seth Rogen makes a joke. He goes, well, if you have a spaceship, maybe I can grab a seat. And George Lucas shot me a glance that said, yes, I have a spaceship. And no, you can't have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's a deeply pleasant read. It's by no means it's it's perfect for travel. It's by no means going to make your life uh, more deep or rich, but it certainly will pass the time extraordinarily well. So it's uh, Seth Rogen's yearbook. Okay. So those are my recommendations. Oh yeah, so. uh, you talk about uh, cocaine and rhinestones and like oh, it's good country music, or whatever. Yeah, I, I uh, found it. I fell down like a, a Earl Scruggs and uh, uh, flat YouTube hole. Yeah, and these guys old timey banjo picking. Mm-hmm music and i found a, a version of they did of the orange blossom special okay now if you watch anybody else that song takes a little over four minutes they get it done in two minutes and ten seconds awesome they are cooking on that there song. were some amazing <laughs> like, that's uh, the coolest thing i've ever heard in my life that's cool and so all right some picking and grinning there dude that's all i'm saying <laughs> all right well thank you for listening to episode 66 
of our podcast. <laughs> really? Yeah, I know, man. We're, we're kind of getting up there in years. This is awesome. And uh, <laughs> we were talking about dentists vaguely. Vaguely, yeah. <laughs> hey, formats change, man. It's cool. <laughs> so we will be back in a couple weeks, and we really appreciate everyone who's been listening. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. All right. We can't stop now. We have 145 subscribers. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a, really? Yes. yes. 125 damn subscribers, man. <laughs> Which is 140 more than I thought we had. <laughs> I mean, I'm one of well, them. Well, yeah, like, yeah, 95 of them are spam bots, but still, that's like 50 subscribers. Dang. <laughs>